0: went back to work and in fact, the tension escalated to the point of where we were just not speaking. uh, We were not uh, being functional in this workplace where we had to serve our customers at Lowe's. And, um, you know, it came to a point where it was, it felt like it was gonna just really get, you know, escalate, become worse, and I had to kind of check myself in a big way, in a really big way. A lot of it was pride. That day when I went back, that person continued to address me in a way that I found disrespectful, and I still think it was disrespectful. But how did I handle it? Is the question. Is how I had to think about holding myself accountable. Um, sometimes take a loss. As I mentioned, I was reading the book Gandhi, uh, audio book Gandhi, listening to audio book Gandhi, and he has this phrase that I love that he says, which is, uh, pocket the insult. You know, like there's a thing about when you take the higher ground, that you don't get to be the class clown. You don't get to be the one that, you know makes everybody laugh, that you have to kind of take a higher road and not take that, you know, open shot. Hello, neighbors. Welcome to another episode of Dallas Gardens. I'm your host, Trev, coming to you from not-so-sunny Florida with another, um, basically another update on... The last episode where i spoke about dealing with love spreading love in the workplace and how that's had that narrative continued uh the day after i posted that or may have been the same day Uh, so i went back to work and the same person that i had this beef with if you guys remember last time that i you know i did my spread love anthem the love anthem uh, to him to kind of to tell express how i felt about what was going on in song more or less i spoke to him in person but i also spoke to him in song and uh the history of our people expressing themselves through music and um but it continued i went back to work and in fact the tension escalated to the point of where we were just not speaking, uh, we were not uh, being functional in this workplace where we had to serve our customers at Lowe's and um, you know it came to a point where it was it felt like it was going to just really get you know escalate, become worse and I had to kind of check myself in a big way, in a really big way. A lot of it was pride. That day when I went back, that person continued to address me in a way that I found disrespectful and I still think it was disrespectful. But how did I handle it is the question, is how I had to think about holding myself accountable. because. I'm discussing, talking about spreading love in the face of hate. And it's almost like I'm being, you know, tested. You know, God is testing me to see, do my actions line up with what I'm telling you all here? So I was at this point, he he spoke to me in a disrespectful way and I told him, listen, man, don't, don't speak to me. I told him, chill out, you know, and he didn't like that as well and we were just like not even talking he was one part of the store i was the only one working with the customers and this person has something that i need knowledge because i'm new there he's been there a bit longer than i have and has more knowledge and there's going to be questions that i need and what one of the things that happened not just with him but with a couple of individuals is that it's either you fall in line or they leave you out there hanging uh, to deal with the angry customer that can't get what they need. So I, you know, I, I know I needed them, but this is kind of leverage to kind of make you fall in line. And um, I considered all that. But, I, you know, I said, I said OK, I'm going to handle it. And I've, I've, I was handling it. I, I was able to, to, to take care of the customers. So that was not an issue at that point. But I know that at some point it could be an issue. But this is not the reason why I had to hold myself accountable. I had to hold myself accountable because of what I am saying about in the face of hate, you know, I extrapolate this to more than just an issue at work, to the community, to how um, communities, how nations, how this world, how we handle uh, conflict. If I can't do this in this, you know, small sample size. How is it that I'm going to spread the larger message of love and I'm um, selfless love. So I checked myself in that way and said, okay, I need to swallow my pride. Yes, I was spoken to in a way that's disrespectful, but I'm not handling it right. I'm handling it in a way that's, that's spreading hate. I am now not communicating. Now, you know, kind of exuding uh, a sense of, of tension, anxiety, all of these things that I didn't find healthy. So I said, let me, Reach out to this person. And said, Listen. Let's let's have a discussion. Let's talk. And um, I told him exactly what it is that bothered me about the way he uh, spoke to me. And he said that he didn't think he spoke to me in that way. That he was just doing it. And he gave his reasons. And I gave my reason. And um, the point is that, um, and this is usually at the core of so many so much conflict, is that people see the same thing in different ways. You know, they have this thing about this, um, three sides to every story, my side, your side, and the truth. And then um, this is what was happening here. So we spoke, we cleared the air, and he expressed himself. And he made even comments that could have escalated more, like after we spoke and, and he said that, um, you know, he was, glad that I reached out to him because he said that if I didn't, things were going to escalate in a big way, which is kind of like a a veiled threat. So I still had to take a higher, kind of take the higher road and just kind of ignore that kind of snide remark. This person is also a lot younger than me. And that also factored into my pride. Like, who is this person? Yes, he has more experience on the job, but in life not so much but you know ignoring this veiled kind of threat or reference um i still moved forward with listen we need to i we need to clear the air and we did and immediately after that you know we were like best buddies (laughs) which is um which happens in a lot of my life as well You know, uh, people who I come in conflict with at first. Uh, You know, I'm the type of person that would usually put out the olive branch at first, and um, yeah, we were like best buddies. We were now, oh yeah, we're glad we got this out there. You know, I respect you is what I told them. I appreciate what you're doing to me, show me uh, the ropes and all of this good stuff. And then now we went right back to listen. I'm soaking in the knowledge. He showed me this and that and that, and um, you know, it just taught me taught me that yeah you have to you know as much as you want to kind of take the bait and kind of like you know hold on to your pride and hold on to you know the, your moral your high moral ground as you see it um that sometimes you have to just kind of check yourself um sometimes take a loss as i mentioned i was reading the book gandhi the audio book Gandhi, listening to audiobook Gandhi, and he has this phrase that I love that he says, which is, uh, "Pocket the insult." You know, like there's a thing about when you take the higher ground, that you don't get to be the class clown. You don't get to be the one that, you know, makes everybody laugh. That like you have to kind of take a higher road and not take that, you know, open shot. You know, somebody leave themselves open to being made fun of. You can't do that. And that's puts you at a vulnerable place. And uh, that's basically the stand that I have to take, that I have to go into this relationship understanding that I may get clowned, you know. I may be the one that's the butt of the jokes, you know. But the short-term reward of speaking to somebody in a way that makes me feel better, you know, is not worth the long term kind of benefit of building something more, of extending love, of connecting with somebody in a way that makes them that makes that shows that my I am the reflection of God. I am the reflection of spirituality and that in my actions is how I minister and um that was an important lesson and at the end of the night i felt so much better that this was um done in this way that i took the higher road and that who knows how this could have escalated you know it was definitely already at a dysfunctional state so um yeah so saying that i want to also say a couple things so yeah one thing about that is that you know i, I spoke about the anthem that i spread you know one more thing i must declare and i'm gonna say it now but um you know it's it is there's a, a a short coming a negative side to that approach which is that you could do it once i couldn't really go in there and start the anthem again um, because a it didn't work the first time really i may have gotten up how i felt but it didn't really move us forward in terms of the relationship but b um you know it's uh it just you know it loses its impact after being you know you kind of Unloaded that 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 weapon, you know uh, For lack of a better term But there is Significance like, you know, some may say oh, yeah, you're dancing and you're singing to resolve conflict It's like a scene from West Side Story where you know the Jets the sharks, you know, like, you know, that doesn't work in real life, right? Yeah, but it does Uh, think about hip-hop and how they you know, New York City at that time was full of the most violent gangs you could find. In people being killed. But at some point they used music and song to express their pain and turned something that was negative and and detrimental to the community into something that was positive and that grew into now what is a billion dollar industry where people are now benefiting from the expression of their story. And there was something, there's, a, there's another, I guess, another anthem that I used to share when I was in New York uh, with my activist buddies, uh, McCarran Park, See You Tomorrow. This is one of our things that we should say at the end of the night. And I used to share this. And it's another song. And it goes like this, gather around, let's all get down to the funky beats that inspired the sound. Joy and pain inspired these beats. B-Boys rocked and dropped to their feet. DJs looped the beats in these songs, and the beat don't stop, it goes on and on. Everybody put their hands up high. Fab Five Freddy said, everybody's fly. Rival gangs had used guns and knives. They found peace in the music and did not fight. It was done for love. Not cash or fame. Let's bring that back. Let's end this game. These are the elements that gave me my voice. Now you hear us. You got no choice. So, um, that just speaks a little bit about how we came together under music to heal wounds and to share song instead of blood. And um, I'd like to share a scene before I go. From the um, one of the classic hip hop movies, The Get Down, kind of expresses this, and you can see uh, some. Just to give a little uh, kind of um, context, there was a, a group that was uh, invited to a party, and they were like the newbies, kind of like how I am at, at Lowe's, and they were confronted by the the, the the regulars, and they went to fight them. But this was at the beginning of hip hop. And it kind of demonstrates how that move from fighting with knives to fighting, turned into b-boying, up rocking and break dancing and MCing. And um, it's one of my favorite hip hop scenes. I'm gonna share it right now. You've probably seen it now and I'm gonna probably share a little bit at the end. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's it for uh, this today. I also want to just uh, announce again, I'll be at Podfest next week uh, January 25th and 26th I'll be there I'll be arriving on the 24th and I'll be speaking about this very issue conflict I'm also going to be, be speaking about faith and religion and a couple of the couple of things I want to share in regards to that is that um uh, we're on the podfest we're going to be, along with the speech that I'm going to be doing in front of a bunch of people I'm going to be doing smaller meetups smaller groups and one of the groups uh, deals with this very issue uh, how would you handle conflict in your community or in the workplace and um, the options that um, you could answer this here as well I'm going to ask it here and um, yeah so you know how do you resolve conflict in your community or your workplace and I want us if you can in the comments to list a recent example of a conflict you de-escalated in your personal or professional life and what tools did you utilize that may be helpful to your community so if you may, you know, list that in the comments. I'm going to ask my friends at Podfest to do that and we could have a gathering and speak about that. And then finally, uh, I want to also ask another question I'm asking and I want to ask you as well is, what are some tips for expressing your spirituality and or your faith without being judgmental? And I give four um, choices, which is one, be open to all faiths. Two, embrace honest conversations. Three, separate religion and faith, for listen first, and share later. And I, as, as I know, as you know, in this episode, I shared my, um, uh, with the first question I shared, how I resolved that conflict. And I'm now I wanna talk about faith and expressing faith. Faith. So um, that's it for me, um, Trev. Uh, enjoy the clip below. And also we will be launching another podcast uh, my uh cousin uh cousin and cousin in law cousin in marriage i don't know what the term is there second cousin uh she is doing a she has an artistic child and she's uh we're launching a podcast that's called navigating the spectrum educating artistic uh her artistic ch- child uh, misadventures in her journey it's pretty funny i has some really Anecdotes as well as lessons that, if you have an autistic child and you are just looking to relate to somebody on how you can uh, get some teaching tools or engagement tools, um, there'll be a lot of that there. So um, check it out. i post it posted the description as well. It's uh, not launched yet, but I'm looking for we are looking for feedback on that. So uh, check it out, share it, spread love, and um, if you have an autistic child, we will. Love to have you involved, maybe do an interview. So, well, until next time, my name is Trevor Dallas Gardens. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you again.
1: Master Shaolin
0: style, and you too can reach Olympian heights.
1: There are none who can match him. Still recall that faithful hour. Leaders lead and cowards cower. Shaolin, fantastic, no man braver. You showed me my superpower. All right, <laughs> All right <laughs> y'all, let me catch Shaolin's best. Shaolin's fantastic, nothing but class. With you and your wax style, I should wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Nick Patty Wax and send a boy home. Shot fire now you really surprised. But since your mouth so you can taste these good bars. So what oh, say you, yeah. sucker? hey your friends, I got them too. Looking like a bozo, clown-ass crew. Yeah, Thinking you bad with yeah. your Waffle Quebec Fitness. Dressed in my disco clothes and still kill it. best in the Bronx, eventually you'll get it. Let me introduce you to the get down crew. Rod Rogers in solid and blue. Y'all beneath us, we got nothing to prove. Follow instructions while you step into school. Rock to the beat and it just don't stop. Fly, fly girls in the house, make their panties.